Oxford English Dictionary defines war as a fight or an effort over a long period of time to get rid or stop something unpleasant. The war is on, but this time the war isn't a fight between groups or countries. It's us against the resistance. Antibiotic resistance. Bacteria are single-celled organisms which inhabit practically every surface of the world around us. In fact, they even inhabit our own bodies, inside and out. Many of these bacteria are harmless, with some even helping our digestive and immune systems to function correctly. However, bad bacteria can make their way into our bodies and make us sick. For example, the pathogenic bacteria causing sore throats, urinary tract infections, pneumonia, meningitis and food poisoning. For many years now, our weapon of choice against bacterial infections has been antibiotics. The first antibiotic was discovered by Alexander Fleming, a professor of bacteriology at St Mary's Hospital in London. Fleming, after returning from holidays on the 3rd of September 1928, noticed a patch of mould on his petri dishes where he was growing pathogenic bacteria. Oh no! Interestingly, he noticed that around the mould, no bacteria were growing. The mould appeared to be secreting a substance which inhibited the growth of certain types of bacteria. He later identified the mould as Penicillium notatum, and with his colleagues he isolated the antibiotic agent, and with that, penicillin was born. Yay! It wasn't until ten years later, however, in 1939, that the work began which allowed the full potential of penicillin to be realised. This is because penicillin is very unstable, and generating a lot of material for research and medical purposes was incredibly challenging. But two scientists, Howard Florey and Ernst Chain, built a collaborative project based at the Sir William Dunn School of Pathology at Oxford University to tackle this problem. Their work saw the upscaling of penicillium notatum culture, using bed pans as culture dishes in the early days. The extraction and purification of penicillin and the eventual patient trials, which yielded fantastic results. The next step was industrial-scale production of penicillin, and for this, Flory and his colleague Norman Heatley, who was part of the team working at Dudden School, and was instrumental in this collaborative project, travelled to the United States in 1941. There they visited Connections and the pharmaceutical industry to optimise and find investment for the industrial-scale production of penicillin. World War II led to an increase in demand for penicillin, and in 1943 the War Production Board took responsibility for increasing penicillin production to ensure this demand was met. Improved production methods soon meant that penicillin was available for all. It was available on prescription in the UK on the 1st of June 1946. This is an example of how collaborative research and global connections translated a scientific discovery into a life-saving and world-changing drug. Chain and Flory shared with Fleming the Nobel Prize for Physiology and Medicine in 1945. I currently have the pleasure of working at the Dunn School of Pathology as a PhD student, so there are some very big shoes to fill in my department. Antibiotics such as penicillin work in different ways. 
For example, they can prevent bacteria from reproducing or destroy the outer cell wall of bacteria. Our own cells do not have an outer cell wall, so this way we can be sure that our own cells stay intact whilst bacterial cells are destroyed. Some antibiotics are very specific and fight just one type of bacteria. Others, known as broad-spectrum antibiotics, can fight against numerous types of bacteria. The survival of the fittest phenomenon, however, means that some bacteria with protective mechanisms to overcome the antibiotic attack can survive and go on to reproduce. Therefore, resistant strains of bacteria evolve. Some bacteria might change the structure of the molecule the antibiotic drug targets, as if they were changing their locks so the key no longer fits. Some might produce an enzyme to break down the drug before it is able to have an effect. No matter the resistance mechanism, it's bad for us and it's bad for medicine. The discovery of penicillin and other antibiotics discovered after had a dramatic impact globally. They allowed modern medicine to become possible and saved millions of lives. Without antibiotics, even the simplest of operations and medical procedures could become life-threatening due to pathogenic bacterial infections. In the USA, prior to antibiotics, 30% of all deaths were related to bacterial infections. The fight against the resistance we're facing today has occurred because of a number of reasons. Firstly, from the overuse of antibiotics. With many countries allowing over-the-counter access to antibiotics, their use is unregulated. Antibiotics are useless for the treatment of viral infections such as colds and flus, which can share some symptoms. So it is good to determine if an antibiotic is even necessary before taking it in the first place. Secondly, from extensive use in agriculture, where antibiotics are used as a preventative measure to avoid infection in livestock. But these antibiotics enter the food chain and interact with the environmental bacterial balance. Thirdly, from all those antibacterial products for cleaning, which may also interrupt the environmental bacterial balance and affect our exposure and immunity to bacterial infections. Fourthly, from the improper dosing or patients not completing the whole course of antibiotics. Fleming warned of this danger himself when he said during his Nobel lecture, The time may come when penicillin can be bought by anyone in the shops. Then there is the danger that the ignorant man may easily underdose himself and by exposing his microbes to non-lethal quantities of the drug make them resistant. Moral, if you use penicillin, use enough. And finally, another factor in the antibacterial resistance crisis is a decrease in the number of new antibiotic drugs. Since the discovery of penicillin, approximately 100 antibiotics have been discovered, but the number of newly discovered antibiotics has decreased steadily over the past 30 years. 19 new antibiotics were developed and approved in 1980 to 1984 but only six new antibiotics from 2010 to 2014. Because antibiotics are usually used for a short time, are relatively cheap, and often cure an infection, they are not as profitable as drugs that treat chronic conditions. Therefore, many companies have been investing in other avenues of research. Even those companies which do step into the antibiotic discovery arena are faced with high drug trial costs, and difficult regulations. 
slowing the discovery and approval process. Many believe this has to change and new incentives have to be put in place to encourage new discoveries. With more and more bacteria becoming resistant, we need a new repertoire of drugs to treat infection. You might have heard of MRSA, often referred to as a superbug. Well, there's nothing super about it for us. MRSA is a meticillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. It is resistant to a number of common antibiotics and can cause serious problems, especially if an outbreak occurs in hospitals. Many patients now undergo pre-screening and preventative treatments for MRSA before undergoing surgery to reduce hospital cases. Many new drugs which are discovered now are held back as last resort drugs to treat bacteria which are resistant to basically every other type of antibiotic on the market. However, bacteria are beginning to become resistant to these last resort drugs. Scientists over the world are now thinking out of the box to improve the effectiveness of current antibiotics and develop new ones. For example, penicillin-related antibiotics contain a beta-lactam ring. This is a special kind of ring in the chemical structure of the antibiotic molecule, vital for its function to disrupt bacterial cell walls. Resistant bacteria produce metallo-beta-lactamases, or MBLs, and these catalyze the hydrolysis of the beta-lactam ring and render the antibiotic ineffective. Scientists at Oxford University are working with Oxford University Innovation to license a method to extend the lifetime of these really important beta-lactam rings and approve the drug's effectiveness. It is innovations, regulations and processes like this which will start to make a difference in the fight against the resistance. We need to make a global effort to introduce policies and share research to solve this global issue and win the war.